The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey friends, welcome to our program, Afternoons with Mike. On the line with me today, I'm so honored to have her as my guest. She is Dr. Alvita King, the chairman of the Center for the American Dream at American First Policy Institute. She is the niece of the late Dr. Martin Luther King. And what an honor again it is to welcome you to Afternoons with Mike. Well, thank you for having me speak to everyone today. Well, this is a a real treat for us all. Uh, First of all, I know that your work, you do so much work. You're a Fox News contributor. I have to ask, just the the broadcast geek inside of me here, I have to ask, what is it like to banter with uh, that team at Fox? Well, the relationship has uh, been going on for several years. I came in initially as just a media personality, and I was on all the outlets. And it led to a relationship with Fox that I really enjoy. So it's the opportunity to speak to the masses is just wonderful. I think it's a blessing and a privilege, so I actually enjoy it. Well, we're glad to have you speak to uh, our uh, our audience, and we do cover a good deal of Central Florida. We don't have the reach of Fox, <laughs> naturally, as they are global, but uh, it, is, it is such a, uh, a fun thing to watch you. I've been able to watch some of your videos where you've done uh, interviews with them, uh, and they've got your uh, thoughts on things. And this is actually the first thing that I wanted to talk with you about, because this is something you respond to all the time. Uh, the, the kind of the mood, if you will, or the atmosphere that's going on right now in our country, uh, as guided by our current presidential administration, uh, I'm thinking back to the National Day of Prayer when the president failed to actually even use the word God one nation under God, or in God we trust, or any any mention of the name of God. What what do you think is going on there? I believe that the squeaky door gets the oil. You know, the loudest voice or the loudest pressure will get response. And what we've had for many years in America, people of goodwill and good heart just are about doing good. And sometimes we don't notice when others come in with a different agenda and begin to press it. And they lobby it so well that they elect public officials, put people in agencies and administrations and businesses and music and all of that who have an agenda that is a godless agenda. And then when we wake up and we see that it's happened, oh my goodness, how did that happen? So bad things really can happen when good people do nothing. Oh, that's so we well have said. To be more active Yes, we have to be more active, more involved. For instance, with the elections, many times people will not vote. And then after somebody gets in and so many things begin to happen that are harmful, oh, they shouldn't do that. Well, sometimes we have to offer ourselves. I ran for office years ago. I was elected to the Georgia State House. I was a Democrat back then. Today I'm a Frederick Douglass Republican. However, 
whoever we are, we should have the desire to make the country a better, safe place for everybody. And, and you know, the thing about America that has made America so different, I believe it's the reason so many people want to immigrate to America, is its distinctiveness. It's exceptionalist. Uh, it, it's becoming less exceptional, seemingly, every day. Would you agree with that? The exceptional people, the exceptional efforts in America are not visible as they should be. So I would say that there are really still some very good things happening in America. Oh, absolutely. Nobody, good, good news is never reported. You never hear about the good things that happen. So we have gone on a downward spiral, and the only answer and the only way back up is through God. I agree completely, Alvida. And, you know, I I don't want to go down in anyone's mind as being negative or a, a naysayer on our great country. I love this country. I think it's the greatest country on earth, even still. But there are forces, and that's what you're identifying with. When people stay silent, the forces that are for the wrong, they're not being silent, Right. And so those voices become louder, more visible. And actually, the media now is more opinion-driven rather than fact-driven. Right. And that's because the people who have been hired and the people who are there have loud personalities and voices. Now, there's a difference. If I'm actually reporting news, I will say that it is news, and then I do opinion edit pieces or op-eds. I do Mm -hmm. those. I do blogs. Those are my opinions. People will take blogs and Wikipedia and all of that as if it's all fact and all news. And that's part of what has happened, which is why it's good to be on this show with you, so that we can uh, separate facts from fiction and facts from opinion. And then truth is even often higher than fact, because it can be a fact that somebody doesn't feel well. But then the truth is God wants them to be well, so we can begin to pray and help them to get well, even though the fact is they may be sick at the moment. I get it. And that is, uh, that's the right way to look at that. We've, we've got to pay attention. And I think it's not too strong to say we need to wake up as a country, right? Absolutely. I think. Absolutely. We're waking up. Now that was the term, the woke group, and people were woke to all the disaster and the fear and the all of that. But then we are awake now to truth and being positive, speaking the truth in love. We are delivering a message that will nurture life from the, uh, the way I say it is from the womb to the tomb and to eternity. So we care about the babies in the mother's womb. We care about the mother, the father, the family, the community. And as people grow and become mature and older, and then uh, when it's time to pass away from the earth on into eternity. So from the womb to the tomb into eternity. Yes. That's beautifully said. Dr. Alvita King is my guest. If you've just uh, tuned in, your name is so synonymous with everything that uh, brought about the great change in America with the civil rights movement. I know that your own dear father 
his life ended way too soon as well. I know you've had strong feelings about that. There's some confusion among some opinions uh, out there that depending on where you're reading on that, but your dad as well as your uncle were instrumental in the fight to bring equality and to bring true the right understanding of diversity that that seems to have fallen in this last uh, couple of years now back into places where I thought we were past what would be your thought on that well nothing is ever completely past here on this earth every generation and sometimes now every decade and from day to day we're going to have to proclaim truth Mm-hmm. And when we see things that are not good, if we don't continually tell the truth and shine the light, things that seem to have been resolved will come again. And we've seen that throughout uh, history, the, the age of man, the fall of man, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And there were many, many victories. David did slay a giant, but then there were some more giants later. So nothing is complete. We have to shine the light in every generation. I agree completely, and I know that you've been very involved in doing that. You're constantly uh, being interviewed from people all over the country. Uh, you actually also are a host of something called Alveda King's House on Fox Nation. Tell us about that. Actually, I am a host of what people call a cooking show, and I do cook, and I'm glad to cook. <laughs> That's I'm a, awesome. I'm a home cook. I'm not a chef. I'm a home cook. However, we cook delicious meals, affordable meals, elegant meals on a budget is what I call those. And then I have sweet and wonderful guests that come in and we discuss events of the day over a good meal. And we pray. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that I think should happen at every meal in America. We should get back to remembering the uh, saying grace and the giving God things for this great country. Yeah, it is. Uh, it has long been called the land of the free and in God we trust. But boy, I tell you what, I believe we need to have people like you that's continuing to push that out there, as you said, in the, uh, the masses. And I'm grateful that you're doing that. One good thing we can do is you can go to alvedaking.com and you'll see other missions that I'm part of as well. America's First Policy Institute, where I'm the chairman of the Center for the American Dream, Speak For, F-O-R, speakforlife.org, where I have a message, especially a new curriculum to young folks. Uh, kids, say, for instance, have to write a paper at school or do a PowerPoint or a video, and uh, their professor has a different worldview. So you get an F because you don't agree with the professor, not because the work was well done. So how to help young people know how to articulate a beautiful message regarding life, the sanctity of life from the womb to the tomb into eternity. That's one thing that we're doing at Speak for Life. So alvedaking.com, and I write music and songs, and I act, and I do many things. And a long time ago, you would have called me a Renaissance woman. So that means that while I may specialize in one thing or so, there are many other things that I do well also. Well, so I tell great. people, if you're listening, don't stifle your creativity. Be good in what you're called to do, uh, but be well-rounded and well-grounded. Well, some would say when they look at your resume, they would wonder, does this lady ever sleep? I mean, you're busy. You've got a lot going on. And how do you just continue to, to stay up with that kind of pace? Well, I just I do rest 
sometimes as well. And I can't do everything. I tell people I have actually my hobby, gardening. I'm not a great gardener. It's not a profession, but I will grow a few plants and herbs and sit out on my deck and have a cup of uh, tea in the winter or iced tea in the summer or something like that. So find pockets of happiness. That's what I call it. And always take time for the Lord. So if you do that and you do a few things well, then I believe that will give you a well-rounded life in Christ. I agree. What a beautiful way you have about you of expressing these things that we all really, really need. That's wonderful. You know, when you, again, go back and you look at the, the things that are coming up with this midterm election and things that are just really basically out of skew in our country right now, everything from immigration to the economy to gas prices, uh, what, what are you seeing right now as being the most important message that you're bringing to people, uh, whether they are, are people of color or not? What do you see as the most important pressing thing as we move forward to this midterm election? Well, we're all actually people of color. Nobody looks like a piece of white paper or black taco without all the beautiful colors flowing underneath that skin. We're one blood and one human race. And so we're not colorblind either. We can see ethnicity. We can see color and culture. But we celebrate that and thank God for it. So we're not colorblind. There's one human race. And actually, if we're going to look at CRT, for example, critical race theory, some people say, we're not going to discuss that. We're not going to have it at school. I said, oh, yeah, let's discuss that it's Marxist, that it's socialist, and that it's divisive, and here's why. I said, so we could have the conversation if you're really ready to have that conversation. And a lot of people back off when I say it that way. Um, you did ask me about some issues, and I'd like to take a look at a few of them, if you don't mind. I'd um, love for you to. Yeah, the economy, what's in your wallet? You know that popular commercial? Right. Well, everybody should be concerned about the economy reduction of crime, life from the womb to the tomb into eternity, and even issues like uh, what is a woman or who should go to what bathroom. We need to revisit all that, but we should vote. This is an important point, not for the personality. Don't vote for who you like or who you don't like or how they talk or something like that. We must example, we must examine policy and then never work for to vote for the lesser of two evils. Don't vote for the lesser of two evils. Vote for the position that is most in line with the Bible you read and the God you love. Well, I just wish that every person in America could uh, have what I believe is your God-given common sense. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. It's just incredible. One of the things that's on your list of uh, items that you speak on and you're you're an expert on is Ukraine. Uh, This thing has been going on now for the better part of this year. What What are you seeing happen? with this battle between Ukraine and Russia? I believe as we continue to pray for everyone, and I don't even, I tend not to villainize people much, but I look at situations. When I travel around the world to various countries, I've not been to Ukraine, but I guarantee you the people, the everyday people who work and live together, suffer, pray together, rejoice together and do all of that, it's usually the politicians who are in control 
who are fighting over the issues, but the people always suffer. And when we see that, we want to work against that type of oppression. And as we do that, then we can begin to elect officials who will actually have a heart for humanity. And you will see some of these wars and rumors of wars. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll see a difference in, the, in if your heart is right and if you're praying in the right direction. We've got a couple of minutes left. I would love your thoughts. What words do you bring parents right now? The kids who are going back to school, uh, the schools this year, carrying its seemingly curriculum. You've already mentioned CRT. What, what uh, message do you bring to parents? It's time for parents to pray without ceasing. Uh, every, every issue, every cloud has a silver lining. What we saw with COVID, we found out what our children were learning at school. And we saw in Virginia, the parents said, no way. Stop it. We're not going to have it. So pay attention to the devices that your children have, what they're watching on those screens. Have conversations with your children. One of my books, King Rules, and it gives rules about being with your family, having dinner together, talking, and seeing what's happening. So parents, take courage. Fear not, but be involved and be engaged. Know what's happening and be prepared to answer without being angry and afraid. Oh, it's very clear to me to see why Fox loves you as they do. It's, <laughs> it's so great to have you with me here today. Dr. Alveda King, thank you for being with me on the program. And I'm just uh, hoping that you'll come back sometime and be back here again. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. All right. God bless you. And friends, we'll be back in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. You're on The Shepherd. Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit GreenFlagFranchise.com. That's GreenFlagFranchise.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Turning 65 or already on Medicare? Have you tried to compare Medicare supplement plans? Are you sick and tired of the awful TV commercials where washed-up football players confuse you even more? Speak with a licensed independent insurance agent today. Call 407-965-4166 now. Or visit Affordable One Insurance in Winter Park, Florida and discuss what is important for you. Be sure to ask us about dedicated senior medical centers. Back again on this Friday here on Afternoons with Mike and on the line with me, my good friend, Phil Corson, Senior Pastor at Abundant Grace in Gainesville. Man, it's great to have you back on my program. Thanks for having me, Mike. I really appreciate it. You know, this is a big starting of a celebration for Abundant Grace. It's going to be uh, a big uh, month and actually, uh, I think, five days, right, for the 25th anniversary of of Abundant Grace there in Gainesville. 
That's right. We're calling it uh, 25 and 5. So we're celebrating 25 years over the next five Sundays, and uh, it will end on Sunday, October the 2nd, which the first Sunday in October will be our 25th anniversary as a church. Wow. And uh, we cannot believe the day that we're just going to uh, celebrate God's faithfulness, uh, the faithfulness of God's people, and uh, just thank him for what he's done and what he's going to continue to do. You know, your church is, your church building now has been standing since uh, 2008. And of course, I was privileged to be up there with you uh, yes. as a pastor during all of that. And your presence in Gainesville has been going on since 1997. Can you believe yeah. that, man? I cannot. I mean, you know, we've, uh, my wife and I moved here in August 97 and uh, started our first service the first Sunday in October in a clubhouse at an apartment complex. It was called Covered Bridge Apartments, Mm -hmm. and we started in the clubhouse there uh, with the church plant team of people that have moved from all over the country to Gainesville to be a part of that, and uh, now 25 years later, celebrating in our own facility that we've had for 16 years, and and uh, just to see what God has done, it's just been humbling as a senior pastor. I'm sure that's true. And, and just so many memories of the different locations. I know when I got up there, uh, I got up there just in time to help celebrate the fifth anniversary. And even then, you had already been in a couple of places. You mentioned Covered Bridge. You were at the school for a while. Uh, the Not, not uh, Lawton Child's, the first school. What was that one? That we were at Westwood Middle School uh, after we we just met for the first two weeks or so at the Bridge Apartments Clubhouse, and then we moved into uh, Westwood Middle School, was there for about two years, and then the Lord opened up the door for us to be at Long Child's Elementary School here in Gainesville, and uh, a great, uh, that was probably about eight years mm-hmm. then, and then uh, moving into our facility, which you Mike oversaw and basically built this facility, uh, so you know it uh, like the back of your hand. I do. <laughs> Every aspect of it. And, <laughs> and uh, so I cannot thank you enough, man. I mean, I've just been reflecting on the 25 years and all the different people, and you, Mike, and Cindy, and your family moving up to Gainesville, coming and being a part, being here for 17 years and uh, just humbled that you came and humbled that you served the people here so well and served the Lord, you and Cindy, and to see all that God has done, man, want to just express my thankfulness and gratefulness for you and your family, bro. You've been a joy to me. Well, thank you, and I can say the same back at you, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to being part of uh, the— Sundays that are up there. My wife and I will be up on the 11th on nine one one. That's uh, that's right. going to be an interesting day there, and right. I'm really excited to be able to speak at Abundant Grace. So hoping that our friends that we've met up in Gainesville throughout the years may make it over and join with us for the 10 a.m. service on nine eleven. Now you have on the fourth. Well, uh, that's the kickoff day this coming weekend, right? That's right. This. This Sunday is the first weekend uh, that we're going to begin. And like I said, it's just going to be five consecutive weeks, five Sundays in a row. Uh, you'll be here on the 25th. We would just wanted to 
use this time not just to make it one day and rush through, but bring in people who have a history with Thunder Grace. So that would be you and then another gentleman that uh, helped us start the church and sent out to plant the church, Danny Jones, will be here on the 25th. And then I've got some other guys that I'm looking at doing, but I'm going to do the first week and then the the last week, the um, October 2nd. And just uh, we're just going to sit back and and thank God for what he has done these 25 years. Well, he's done a lot, Phil, and I am so grateful again for that privilege that we had of working side by side, and we just love Gainesville, and it's my privilege to get to go up to, even though I'm living in Orlando now, uh, obviously with WTMN being there, uh, that would be uh, a great reason, and it is a great reason for me to get back up uh, and uh, be in the Gainesville area to oversee right. that station. And it, it's really fun to uh, g- connect with people like you while I'm up there. And uh, then they get to hear you on the station up there, too. So that's a lot of fun that we're able to bring this uh, all the way full circle. And, man, uh, what a great time this is going to be. Abundant Grace is located up on 39th Avenue, about a mile and a half. I, I said that for years on phone <laughs> Messages a mile and a half uh, west of I-75. So that's where you go. And, man, that whole area has grown like crazy since those days. Yes, it has. There's there's a lot going on in the area, a lot of things happening. And just so grateful, Mike, you know, as I've reflected on 25 years here. And, uh, you know, there's a couple things that I think that we always must keep in mind, especially as senior pastors, uh, is that the church that we pastor is really God's church. He is the chief shepherd. We, we are the under-shepherds. We are doing our best to serve the people, uh, but it is really His church, and that's one of the things that I think from the beginning uh, that was a priority to me to make sure in my own heart that I realized that He is the one uh, that— um, it's his church. If he wants to keep it open, he'll keep it open. If he wants to close it, he'll close it. And uh, and so we just try to serve the people uh, because, again, the people are not our people. They're his people. Mm-hmm. Right. And we as pastors are called to care, to serve those people. And um, we've had some incredible folks here at Abundant Grace uh, over the years that sacrificed so much. Uh, gave of time, gave of their energy, gave of their finances. And I, I just, you know, heart for those that are listening and maybe listening to this, uh, just thank you. Thank you so much for each and every person uh, that has ever been a part of Abundant Grace. doesn't matter how long. Uh, you've all uh, helped build uh, this church in Gainesville, Florida. I'm grateful. So I know there's going to be a theme that's all part of uh, this anniversary celebration. That's right. Tell us about that theme. Yeah, you know, the the great thing about it is we wanted to look at the 25 years, so it's it's definitely on God's faithfulness, but we want to theme each week uh, on the different metaphors that God uses in describing the church. So the Scripture, God uses different metaphors, so He uses that uh, the church is a body, and uh, the church is a bride. 
the church is a household of uh, faith. The, the church is the church of the living God, as it says in First Timothy three. Um, the the people are, are sheep, so the church is a flock. So, so we're really just looking at and going to take each week a different metaphor of the church and talk about how that applies to us today uh, as the people of God. And so we're looking forward to each each week being a different metaphor and learning and growing from that and then building that as a church. Well, I'm excited about the 11th. I'm speaking on the church as a body, and that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I'm it's really— Oh, I'm really looking forward to being there. Uh, if you've just tuned in, I'm talking to my buddy Phil Corson from Abundant Grace Community Church in Gainesville. Now, anytime I talk with you, Phil, the the whole topic of the Gators, it has to come up. And this That's is right. a big weekend for the Gators, right? It is. It, it is big. You know, normally the University of Florida, like many other universities, they always open up with some school that, you know, F- FBS school that just they're not very good and it's a runaway game but this this year is totally different Florida opens up with the uh, University of Utah uh, wow. so they're the number 18 ranked <laughs> in the country and I don't think Florida is ranked so it's like the first time in about 30 years that they did not o- open up in the preseason ranked and uh, so they've got their work cut out for them and uh, but I don't think the people from Utah are going to be used to the noise that they will hear in the swamp because it is going to be loud and it's going to be crazy. And this is a uh, also the first game for our new head coach up here, uh, Billy Napier. And uh, so uh, he'll have the team ready to go, I'm sure. And I'm I know the crowd will be there, so it's going to be it's going to be a great time. Yeah. Now Billy Napier, the new coach, uh, how is that reception going for him? It seems like he's doing real well. You know, the people seem to be uh, getting excited. Obviously, in college football, a lot of it is about recruiting, and uh, he, he seems to be out there really recruiting and doing. And and uh, you know, like anything else, and especially in college football, it, it's all about if if um, you know who is your quarterback. And the Florida Gators have got a really good one in Anthony Richardson. If he can stay healthy, um, I think he. You know, may not be Tim Tebow, but he's pretty close to it athletically, mm. and he is size-wise just a big kid. And if he can stay healthy, I think he could he could be a game changer. He has that breakaway speed ability as a quarterback, and then he's got a good arm as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how well he does. So often in uh, the beginning of a season, a ranked team will go in to an unranked team, and it's so odd that we're on the other end of that now. And, 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 and so it will be very interesting to see if Utah would have that kind of mentality about coming in, thinking, oh, this is going to be a pushover. They're not even ranked. And they might meet a buzzsaw there in the Gators. So this is going to be a fun one to watch, and I understand it's going to be in the evening time for a kickoff. That's always great to have the nighttime right. a little cooler because it's been right. it's been rainy and and hot in Gainesville. Man, it's right. been very hot. I'm glad it's they and not I that's uh, playing football in that kind of weather. But that's going to be fun and so we'll get to see that and then the Gators 
will be uh, off and running for their new season, and that's that's going to be a lot of fun. So you're uh, yeah. give us the, all the information about your your church again, man. This is it. This is the 25th anniversary of Abundant Grace Community Church, starting this weekend and every weekend for five Sundays. That's correct. And then the last Sunday, October the second, is the actual 25th anniversary of the church. We're going to have just a great day of celebration. Uh, we're going to do a big community luncheon afterwards on that Sunday. We're going to celebrate God's faithfulness. Uh, we're going to just have a great time. We're going to just uh, have some uh, inflatable things for the kids, and we're just going to have a great day of celebrating God and what He has done through Abundant Grace. Well, I'm so glad to have uh, got caught up with you here on the phone, and I look forward to seeing you on the 11th. Hey, man, I'm excited about you guys coming. It's going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully, man, your listeners hear you on the radio. Man, they'll come hear you live and in person. Hey, Speaking out of right. the grace, man. That's you right. Know, they're, they're hearing you talk. They're not, they haven't heard you preach, man, and they need to come hear you preach. <laughs> well, thank you. You preach you're in the house down, man, when you preach, bro. You're, you're awesome. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, we love you. We love Cindy. We love your family. And uh, we're going to have a great time. It's well, going to be a lot of fun. Phil Corson from Abundant Grace in Gainesville. Thanks, buddy. Well, those of us in Florida love our state, but there is another state in the United States that gets a lot of attention and kind of in the different direction. Here commenting on the state of California and what they're doing is Reverend Albert Moeller from his daily podcast called The Briefing. California, as you know, is a very blue state, a very liberal state, a state that basically represents a one-party government, and that would be the Democratic Party. And increasingly, it's the more leftist, progressivist wing of the Democratic Party that's in control. A torrent of recent headlines have come, and this includes stories such as the fact that California says it's going to outlaw gasoline-fueled automobiles beginning in the year 2035. And you say this is 2022. What's the problem there? Well, the closer you get to 2035, you're going to see the problem. By the way, right now, there is good evidence that the entire process from mining minerals all the way to getting rid of batteries makes battery-powered cars even more damaging in many climate respects than gasoline-powered cars. But nonetheless, California not only intends to see the future, it intends to make the future by government coercion. I'll simply make another prediction, by the way. My guess is that California is going to have to adjust the timeline in that legislation. Otherwise, the state will face disaster. But nonetheless, the state courts disaster. This is a state that has had so many people leaving the state because of its high taxation, its liberal culture, and its increasingly omnipresent regulatory state. But we're also looking at the fact that businesses are leaving California, some of them going to states like Texas. But boy, does that get interesting in worldview perspective, because a state like Texas, which is predictably red, it has some blue urban areas, but the state itself is red. On an issue like abortion, you have liberal companies announcing that they are moving to red Texas, but you'll see the problem. Their employees are saying, hey, we have very strong pro-abortion expectations. What are you going to do about it? Well, at least in the case of some of those companies, they said, hey, we'll basically fly you back home for an abortion. It's an insidious circle, but you understand the worldview issues are just always there. And increasingly, they're not under the surface. They're, they're right on the surface. And there's no surface that makes that more clear than the state of California.
And so it's not just saying that they're going to eliminate gasoline-powered vehicles by 2035. It's also the fact that they're increasingly telling companies how they're going to have to do business. Detailed instructions, limitations and restrictions on how corporations and businesses, small and large, must operate in California. But it's not just that. You actually have California, at least some California legislators and regulators saying, if you're going to do business in California, even if your company is located in terms of its headquarters outside of California, then your entire operation is going to have to come under California law. That is Reverend Albert Moeller from The Briefing. You can always hear more at albertmoeller.com. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top train comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. If you've considered the natural beauty of a wood floor, then go with a winner. Ability Wood Flooring has been a trusted source and family-owned and operated since 1950. Ability Wood Flooring is voted best of the best and are featured on A&E's Zombie House Flipping. Ability proudly works with Florida's top builders, winning many awards in the Parade of Homes. Get a free design consultation today. AbilityWoodFlooring.com On the line with me right now, and a first-timer at that, so glad to have with me Walter Hoy. He's from California. He's the president and founder of Issues for Life Foundation. He's also the president and founder of the California Civil Rights Foundation. What an honor for me to have you on the program, sir. Welcome, Walter. God bless you, and thank you for having me on. Well, this is pretty exciting. Uh, I am grateful that you could take the time. First of all, got to say, how's the weather in California right now? Uh, the sun is shining and it looks real good outside. Well, that's great. We've been getting lots of rain in Central Florida, but uh, it's it's really uh, amazing how that we can have this chat and find out what you're all about and what you're involved in. I know that you are. Uh, an ordained minister, and you especially speak to some issues that are very pertinent today, and none greater than that of abortion, with Roe v. Wade being turned over, uh, and the impact that abortion has had, especially in black America. I know that you've studied this, and you have a lot to say about it, right? I do. I do, and, and, and thank you for, for asking. Uh, Black America is facing a, a very unique challenge as it, as it concerns abortion. Literally, Black America is facing irreversibility. And what I mean by that is that our total fertility rate has dropped down to 1.7. Now, in order for any demographic to continue to exist, the replacement level is 2.1. Black America has fallen all the way from 7.9 in the 1850s all the way down to 1.7 uh, today. Oh, my goodness. And if goodness. we get down to about 1.3 or 4, we're facing irreversibility. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I've seen these demographic videos in the past, and they kind of juxtapose those against what is happening in the Muslim world with families in America that would be Muslim, and their count would be more like what you were talking about with African Americans in the 1850s. They're they're high, uh, maybe sometimes getting up into double digits for the family. So we're we're being kind of taken over in this country if you will, by people who believe something radically different than what America has long been founded upon. Would you agree? I would absolutely uh, agree with that. And to, to just add on to that, people have to realize that abortion is the number one cause of death in black America. So you could put heart disease, cancer, diabetes, you could even throw homicide in there, and abortion is greater than all of them put together. You know, the thing that I just don't understand about the the political climate over the last couple of generations, Walter, and I'd love your thoughts on this. Uh, historically, people would would think, based on comments that Democrats would make, uh, they would feel that uh, the the black population, by and large, would be Democratic, and yet it is the Democratic platform that is pushing right now all steam ahead, even though Roe v. Wade happened and it was overturned. Uh, yet it this this platform of abortion, if anything, is is ramped up. W- what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, politically speaking, we we've got to realize, Black Americans, that originally every last one of us was Republican. We were Republican for a very good reason. Everyone knew after the Civil War that the Democrat Party was a party of the Klan. And so for years, we were, at one point, all Republican. We've also got to get back to our Christian conservative values. The Bible is so very clear, particularly on the issue of abortion. If we embrace biblical values, uh, our voting patterns will change dramatically. Mm-hmm. I agree. What what are you seeing right now is the hope that you guys cling to when you're looking at these numbers, the numbers don't look great, but we know that God is a God who, who helps and gives us second chances. What, what would be the people that you have in your congregation in California? What would be the hope that you look for? Well, well, number one, you mentioned that, you know, there's there's no situation that, that God is not already in charge of. And so our hope, our trust, everything is resting in Christ. Uh, another thing that we're doing, though, we're taking a, a very good look at, at personhood. If personhood could ever be established, oh, my goodness, that would end abortion all across America. It wouldn't matter where an individual state stood. It would be similar to the 14th Amendment. When you take that, you know, what has happened in America, the the identification of, of a human having, and, and they are, they're a person made in the image of God, but we have in this country right now a great disdain for, the, for life. Oh, I would absolutely agree. And if you want to just take a, a, a text, we, in Exodus chapter 1, we've got a late-term abortion. So as early as Exodus, it's very clear uh, how God feels about taking the life of a baby. 
There's no question about it. And, you know, we've studied before that the God of Moloch, which is sacrificing children to this awful thing. And yet in our uh, our country right now, it seems that that spirit is not only alive and well, but growing. It's really sad to hear all of this. Roe v. Wade was overturned. That has to be looked at as one positive sign. There are some things working in our favor. Absolutely. Ro- the reversal of Roe v. Wade uh, it is a miracle. We are rejoicing. We're, we're praising God for, for that victory. And we're also working hard to reinforce the role of men in the lives of their families, fathers. We're helping men become providers and protectors of their family. If we can get men more involved uh, with the biblical model, then, oh my goodness, I think that alone by itself could change so many things. You know, so many in our culture, especially in the in the families that are African American families, uh, in Black America, so many dads appear to be absent, and that is something that is a, a known cause for problems in young people uh, as they grow up without a father figure. What are you seeing happening right now uh, that would would be in your area that uh, would would maybe either be speaking to that trend continuing? or possibly changing and going in a better direction? Well, interesting. Uh, you, you mentioned that uh, abortion in and of itself really uh, allows men to make that mistake of not taking the woman seriously. And too, when I, when I take a look at this particular topic, I can remember back in the 60s, it used to be maybe 70, 70 plus percent of us were married. We were fathers, we were raising families, we were husbands. Uh, but today it's just the opposite, and you can see the impact on, on Black America all around the country with this issue. So I'm, we're hoping and praying that we can turn this around completely. I agree with you wholeheartedly. What can the church do? What kind of uh, programs, what kind of preaching do you feel that is going to make a difference in the days ahead? Well, n- number one, when it comes to abortion in particularly, uh, we kind of talk about it. That's the, the most controversial issue in the black church today. We just don't talk about it. So we've got women sitting in church thinking, oh, my goodness, my pastor's bold. My pastor's very, very outspoken. But he won't talk about this one particular sin. And perhaps I've created or I've engaged in a sin that's unforgivable. And so we've got to start talking about it. And if we do, it will become extremely clear what side of the equation we should be on. That's a very good point. I I don't know that I've uh, quite thought of it that way, that just the lack of what is preached from the pulpit could be uh, kind of almost taken as a condemnation by someone who's guilty and feeling guilty, and they really need to open up about it. So we really do need to have uh, pastors address this this issue in a greater way. Oh, a- absolutely. And when that happens, that's when the love of God just exudes from that sermon. And the, the people in the pews can feel God's love and feel God's forgiveness and feel God's hope and trust, and then make better decisions moving forward. I know that one of the things you do, Walter, is that you're a board member on something called the Morning Center. Tell us about that. The Morning Center is unique. Uh, The Morning Center is a pregnancy care center, but they were built around being mobile, being mobile. In other words, 
they could go right up to a church in their parking lot, park it right there. And everyone in that church, whether they had health care or not, whether they had insurance or not, maybe they just have questions. They could come right there, right after church. And oh my goodness, their needs could be met right there. It was an incredible ministry. Today that we've got the Morning Center in Memphis, we've got the Morning Center in Atlanta. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be going down to Atlanta, I think, uh, next month. And we'll be doing some fundraising while we're there. Oh, that's great. Uh, that's not terribly far from us. So that will be great to have you in this part of the country. As a young man, you were a Big Ten guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> Michigan State. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. Now, I grew up in Indiana, so that would be uh, also home of the Big Ten as well. But, uh, yeah, those were some years you played football there. Yeah, I, I played football, uh, learned so much uh, uh, about the game. And if we had more time, I, I could tell you a little bit more about uh, my dad and his relationship with the NFL. What do you see happening right now? And we'll have to hear about that some other time. What do you see happening in our uh, our country right now as we lead to the midterms? What hope do you have? What concerns do you have? Well, I, 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 I'm concerned. Uh, that we're not doing the research we need to do. It used to be that, mm, well, and I'm being uh, very um, relaxed at this point, but it used to be that uh, the media was a lot more truthful. That's, that's, and I'm being very, very um, relaxed with, with that. Mm -hmm. But today, that's not the case at all. They're not even remotely truthful. We're at the point where Reports are even being taken down from the CDC. They're just, we won't publish the truth anymore. And so I'd like to see uh, that change. And so I've got some concerns uh, coming up with that. We're concerned about election fraud, which is running rampant, rampant. And I've even witnessed it personally myself. Oh, my goodness. Our hope, yeah. our hope is that uh, moving forward, we will vote our values. We would actually vote what we believe. And as Bible-believing Christians, uh, Black America still goes to church uh, dramatically. Very high percentage of us go to church. I think we just vote our biblical values. That will make all the difference in the world. Well, that's wonderful. I agree with you completely. Walter Hoy, my guest for this segment from California. It's great to have you on the line today. And we'll have uh, have to have you back sometime and check back in with you, sir. Thank you for the good work you're doing on all of these fronts. Mike, God bless you. All right, God bless you. And friends, that's about all of our time for today. Special thanks to Dr. Alvida King, Phil Corson, and Walter Hoy for today's program. It's great to have all of them on. Have yourself a safe and happy Labor Day weekend. Do be careful. We'll see you right back here on Monday on Labor Day on Afternoons with Mike.